goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Ditto heads. Attention, Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now, here's Bo Snurdly. It's Friday. Thank goodness it is Friday. Thank goodness it's Friday is right. Welcome to Boston Early's Rush Hour on this Friday. If you'd like to be part of the program, 800-848-WABC is the number to call, 800-848-WABC. It's you and me today, no guests, so please, I'm going to take as many telephone calls as we possibly can. The only thing I ask is that you just be on point. That's all. Be on point. We love phone calls, but when they wander all over the place, well, it's just not as fun as it could be. What do we have in the news today? Plenty, plenty, plenty of good stuff in the news. And then plenty of stuff that should be in the news, kind of, sort of. You may know that uh, the Department of Justice has, (laughs) my Department of Justice, my behind, the Department of Injustice, the Department of Partisan Justice, the Department of Corrupt Justice in America has accused Minneapolis police departments of engaging in a pattern of violating the constitutional rights and discriminating against black and Native American people. This follows an investigation after the killing of George Floyd. It's A two-year civil rights investigation concluded that systematic problems in the Minneapolis Police Department made what happened to George Floyd possible. The investigation found that Minneapolis police officers used excessive force, including unjustified deadly force. They violated the rights of people engaged in constitutionally protected speech. The probe also found that Minneapolis police and the city discriminated against people with behavioral health disabilities. An interesting phrase. Behavioral health disabilities. What exactly does that mean? Behavioral health disabilities. That is a curious phrase. Could it mean that they discriminated against people who were hostile, violent, had problems? I don't understand what behavioral disabilities are. That's to say they're not behaving properly. Is that a disability? What is that exactly? And I'm sorry if you think I'm trying to 
parse words here, but I am trying to parse words. What does that exactly mean? A behavioral health disability. Maybe we have some professionals in the audience, and one might venture to tell me what a a behavioral health disability is. For years, MPD, that would be the Minneapolis Police Department, used dangerous techniques and weapons against people who committed at most a petty offense and sometimes no offense at all, the report said. Police used force to punish people who made officers angry or who criticized the police. They say that officers patrol neighborhoods differently based on their racial composition and discriminated based on race when searching, handcuffing, or using force against during stops. The pattern or practice investigation was launched 2021 in April, a day after Derek Chauvin, who is white, was convicted of the murder and manslaughter in the May 25th, 2020, Killing of Floyd, Floyd, who was black. <sighs> the report found that the city sent officers to behavioral health-related 911 calls. Here we go again with that phrase. Behavioral health-related. What in the, um, uh, what does that mean? I'm ser- what does that mean? Okay, so what we've learned here, ladies and gentlemen, is that uh, the police officers in Minneapolis were uh, racist bigots, that they beat people up, that they were violent, that they were not nice to black people, and that they uh pretty much evil, rotten, no good, you know. S-bags, right? So I only have one question about it. No, actually, it's not true. I have more than one. But I do have a question about this, and it's time when I have a question. I turn to my trusty staff, who should by now be ready and not have to scramble around to put on headphones and do the rest of it when I get ready to ask questions. Well, then you'll just have to answer without the headphones. Okay, and I I don't know, every day I ask you guys questions, and every day it's like a mad scramble. Oh my gosh, he's asking us questions. Where are the headphones? Should have like six pair of headphones in the control room at all time, because at least one of these hosts is going to ask us questions. Okay, so here's the question. Nick. Yes, sir. Who do you think ran? Which political party ran the Minneapolis Police Department? Who was in charge of Minneapolis when all these police were doing these horrible, rotten, evil, racist, bigoted, not homophobic, um, uh, terrible things to the black and brown people? Who was in charge? Which political party? I'm going to take a guess and say the Democrats. Hmm. Okay, let's log that one. One answer, Democrats. Diego. Diego, who do you suppose 
We we have here this report. It cannot be refuted. Department of Injustice came up with it. It says that in Minneapolis there was a pattern. This was this George Floyd thing wasn't a one-off. This was the way they did business. They routinely battered and beat up black people. They 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 messed around with people that were behave behaviorally health disabled. That they they arrested people for little petty things that they treated black people and brown people different in Minneapolis. So who was in charge when all this stuff happened? What political party was running Minneapolis? Uh, Green Party. Okay, Green Party. Okay. Who's screening? It's Elias. I'm sorry? Elias. Elias is screening. Hello, Elias, and welcome. You're new. Elias, part of the program. You have to answer the host questions. That's part of the deal. Host has a question for you, Elias. You can pull. Tell the callers, please be patient with you. You'll be back with them in a moment. And please make sure, Elias, these people get to their point when they get on today. Elias. I'm still waiting for a response. Yes. From, thank you, Elias. Welcome. My friend, I have a question to ask you, Elias. I might have an answer. Okay, good. You see, Minneapolis, there were bad, bad things happening there for years. We just found out bad things. The police department there, bad, bad police department. They were a bunch of racists. They were picking on black and brown people. They were violating their constitutional rights. They were horrid to deal with people with behavioral health disabilities. They handcuffed and arrested black and brown people, but who almost in some cases did almost nothing to deserve it. They were just a bunch of pure SOBs. And this went on for years and years and years, and nobody stopped them. And so I have a question, Elias. Who, which political party was in charge of Minneapolis while all this hatred was spewing from the police department to the black and brown citizens of Minneapolis? What is the Democratic Party? Okay. Ooh, I like him. What? Yes. Elias and Nick nailed it. No, it wasn't the Green Party, Diego. It would be the Democrats. Now, now, that leads me to another question. Is Minneapolis alone? Have we not heard over all these? We didn't ask AI. The AI should have been on this and answered the question, too. We have a, we're using artificial intelligence here. And AI needs to start answering questions, too. So, AI, I forgot. I'm going to ask you the next question, AI. Is Is what happened in Minneapolis, is Minneapolis the only city that this police department, that we've heard about police departments like this, Huh? Are there other cities like this? What Processing. That's Full not... stop. Full stop. That's not helping. <sighs> All right. Let's ask 
Nick, Nick. No. Oh, it's not. Finally. It took AI long enough to figure out this isn't the only place it happens. Thank you, AI. I could have done that myself without artificial. Anyway, um, Nick, have you heard about these kind of things happening somewhere in other places where police officers are accused of being like racist, bigots, swines, and treating black and brown people bad? Didn't we hear the same thing happen to in 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 New York a while ago? With that, did, did you hear anything about that? Yeah, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire, and I've definitely heard about instances around the country where there's uh, maybe a little bit of oh. not over policing, but maybe a little bit of uh, overzealous. Yeah, a little, a little, little too spirited policing. Bigoted? Where do you? I don't know if I can say city? that. Okay, I can. Okay. Um, let's see. Well, thank you. Diego, is this the first time we've heard about a police department that was rogue, out of control, and didn't like black and brown people and were beaten up and arresting for almost nothing the black and brown peoples? Hmm? This is not the first time that a police department has gone rogue and all the other stuff he says. Well, where, where have we heard any, any, when did we hear, did we hear that? What, can you name another place that this kind of happened in or supposedly happens in? Los Angeles, question mark, Chicago. That's right. Los Angeles. Wait a minute. That's right. It happened in Los Angeles. There was a big thing. Remember? And then remember this guy, Rodney King, got the beat down, and they beat his ass. They, um, okay. Elias. Yes. Is this the only time in Minneapolis that we've heard about police beating down the black people, or is this? Is this new? Is this a one-off, or has this happened before? It's Have you ever heard of another all. city? It's hardly new. It, it's well, hardly recently. new. Uh, can you think of one, any other place that this has happened? This, any just other action? place? Uh, new York City. Oh, so it's happened in many. It's happened in New York. It's happened in, okay, uh, let's see. Hey, AI, who, which political party has been running things for almost a century in New York. It's one political party. With one little bitty exception, Rudy got in. That was a lucky thing. Then they kicked him out. Thank you, Mayor Rudy. We loved you, and we wish you were back. But aside from Mayor Rudy, which, which, which party has been running New York City since the days of Tammany Hall? Democrats. Damn, he didn't even have to process that one. Okay. AI. Which political party is in charge of Los Angeles? Democrats. Oh, I think we're beginning to see a pattern here. Uh-uh. I think we need Tara's theme right now, uh, ladies and gentlemen, because I think it's time we have uncovered something here. Ladies and gentlemen, now, it pains me somewhat to say this to y'all this afternoon, but we done had something happen here. Our Justice Department, now if you can't trust the Justice Department of the United States of America, I ask you ladies and gentlemen, who can you trust? If you can't trust them bureaucrats in Washington, D.C., in Washington, 
to give you a good story and tell you the truth who came to trust. Justice Department in Washington, D.C. done declared, ladies and gentlemen, that there's some racism going on out here in America. And it's bad racism in America. It's not just, it, it's, 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 I mean, it's just pitiful, folks. It is, really. It, it's, they, it's found that these police officers, law enforcement officers, some of them white, a lot of them white, in, in big cities like, like Minneapolis, like New York, like Los Angeles, but this one is about Minneapolis. It's found that these people done picked on folks that have behavioral health disabilities. Now, I can only imagine what a behavioral health disability is. It's worse than having a Bud Light in your hand while you try to go to the do drop in on Saturday night. That's right, the do drop in, boy. The stand. You ain't never heard of the do drop in? It's a stand. And if you don't know what a stand is, why are you just culturally illiterate? All right. Anyway, let me get back to I'm y'all people to took me off my point, looking at me like I'm crazy or something. Anyway, here's the thing. These Democrats that run these cities been allowing black people and brown peoples, peoples of color, and, and ain't the color pink we're talking about here, peoples of color. They've been abused. They've been beaten. They've been choked. They can't breathe. They've been killed. Some of them deaded on a daily basis because of these police officers. And we come to find out one thing. We found out the Justice Department did, our very own Justice Department, we're so proud of them. We didn't find out who the culprit is after all this time. Now, we've been telling y'all this, them Republicans, that's the big racist in America. It turns out that's been wrong. The real people's that's been behind all this racist stuff, all these cops beating up black and brown peoples, and they knew about it for decades and didn't do nothing about it except give them more money and tell them to go out there and beat some more. The people's in charge of this thing the whole time are the Democrats. Remember that next time you go to the polls. The Rush Hour is on the air. Attention Ditto Heads. Attention Bo Scouts. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Like a Rolling Stone, recorded on this date in 1965 at the CBS Recording Studios 
in New York City. That organ, whoo, Al Cooper playing the Hammond organ. Amazing. 1965. How does it feel to be like a home, a complete unknown? And what do we see all over Los Angeles, all over Seattle, all over New York, all over Washington, D.C., all over anywhere, them same Democrats that like to beat, have their cops beaten up on black and brown people. We see the same thing happening. These Oh, it's just amazing. You know, you know, that's the amazing part. I go back and I listen to some music like from. I listen to, I don't know whether any of you ever listened to Marvin Gaye's, um, what's the name of the song I'm thinking about? Uh, inner City, Inner City, you know, Blues, right? Make Me Want to Holler, right, by Marvin Gaye. The same thing, you can go back, that album's over 40 years old now. Same thing. The same things that are plaguing us today were plaguing us then. And and it's amazing how for how these Democrats especially can keep these issues alive for decades at a time, and no one ever questions, why are you saying the same things 40, 50 years later when you have been in charge of these cities and of these population centers for all of this time? It's stunning. There's battle going on in Congress now. We're back to the spending fight. This stuff gets a little bit in the weeds. And so I don't want to spend a lot of time. I wish I could. I wish I could go through every nuance of this. But it is too boring for most people. So, you know, they made this debt deal to get the, uh, the, the, the debt ceiling passed and all of that. Well, now... A bunch of Republicans, conservative Republicans in the House, are saying, okay, we're back to doing the budget, and guess what? We want to cut a little bit more than that's in that deal. And Democrats are having a cow. They are having a livid cow. Never mind that spending has increased, and the spending in this country went up exponentially during the COVID years. One of these days, if I have the courage, I will actually try to do what Rush Limbaugh did many years ago and explain in detail, especially to young people that don't know this stuff, how baseline budgeting works in this country. Let me just see if I can do a little quick job of it right now. Once you get a bump up in spending, it never goes down because that becomes the new baseline. Congress put in place a law. The way that they do budget is when you spend the money, you can't spend less. You always have to spend more than what's on the baseline. Now, any of you who have to live on a budget know that that's just pure crap. That Times change. Sometimes you have more money than others, so you can spend more. When you have less money, you have to, if you're smart, adjust your budget and spend less. You have to cut your spending. Not so your government. 
the way that Democrats and their establishment Republicans have rigged the system. You So all these trillions of dollars in emergency sp- spending, guess what? They were put on the budget, and now that becomes a new baseline. And so when Republicans say, oh, we, we want to take some of the spending away, then you hear these howls from Democrats. Oh, no, you're unfair. You're cutting, you're cutting the money that people need to live. It, it is so much horse manure. The way that this country operates, if you operated your business the way that Congress operates, you would be in jail. Congress would put you, by their laws, in jail for running a fraud. Yet we have, and get this, in 1996, we're shifting gears to another story here. You can find this at Daily B yesterday. Time to fleece the taxpayers. Democrats unveil a bill to eliminate xenophobic weight for illegals to get handout. What is this? 1996, Congress passed a waiting period. It passed the House and the Senate overwhelmingly, three to one margins. What it said was, and this was back when Clinton was around, it said that, okay, if you are immig- if you immigrate to this country, you have to wait five years before you can get welfare bennies, like food stamps, Medicaid. Now, Democrats, led by this woman, Pramila Jayapal, have introduced measures to say, never mind that, It's called the Lifting Immigrant Families Through Benefits Access Restoration. That's what they're calling it. And supposedly it will take away the quote-unquote harmful barriers to federal public benefits for immigrants. In other words, once they come here, start giving everybody welfare. This is how they spend your money and how they want to spend your money. Never put a cut in this outrageous spending, and in fact, let's hand out more of your money to people who in many cases are in this country illegally. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley, both Snurley's Rush Hour. Your calls are coming up, 800-848-WABC. Ah, Sir Elton brings us in. Well, on this date, 2022, last year, he kicked off the U.K. leg of the Farewell Yellow Brick Road Tour, his retirement tour, the Farewell Yellow Brick Road. Had to halt that during the pandemic. Coming back, don't go away. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Nineteen ninety-six. 
This went to number one. Tupac. Shakur. All right, and Nick, what 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 was uh, Tupac Shakur's real name? I mean, it's yeah. Just keep the music going. Come on, bro. Keep the music. Going. Don't. Come on, uh, hit the microphone. T- tell us. You you what? I'm gonna go ahead and say his name is Tupac. Aha, uh-huh. Diego. Tupac Shankur, right? Okay, Elias. Uh, I also say Tupac Shakur. Uh-huh. Beulah the Buzzer says, you're wrong, all of you. Was it Bill or something? Let me ask my trusted AI, AI, artificial. What was Tupac Shakur's real name? Tupac Shakur was born Lashane Parish Crooks. Lashane Parish Crooks. Crooks. As in crooks. As in... Yeah. I used to call him One Pack. Because... 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 His other pack got shot off. And I wasn't trying to make... You know... Oh, let's, I'm not even going to go there because I don't want him. Anyway, there are a lot of Tupac fans out there, so, you know, I'm not trying to be mean. Let's head to the telephone, shall we? I promise phones it is Friday. We should take more phone calls. Let us go to Rick in New Jersey to start off with. Rick, how are you? Welcome. You're on Bo Snerley's Rush Hour. I'm doing good, James. Thanks. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you. It's two-pack, six-pack, no-pack. Ow! No, he had one pack left. But anyway, <laughs> what'd you anyway, call about? <laughs> I I wanted to thank you for trying to get me on with the uh, Mark Stein and trying to get me hooked up with the Mark Stein cruise, but it's a little bit late, I think. Maybe we'll try for next year. All right, that's a good idea. Thank you. I'm going. I will. Buy, thank you for giving me the opportunity to say that. I'm going to go on vacation. I haven't taken an extended vacation in I don't know how long, folks. So in early July, I'm headed off overseas. I'm going to go up and down the Adriatic Sea, visit places like Montenegro, Croatia, the Greek islands, and uh, also uh, Venice, Italy. I'm hanging out with Mark Stein. So it ought to be it ought to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you for the call, Rick. In, uh, in Stanhope, New Jersey, it's Andrew. How are you, Andrew? Welcome you on WABC. Good, but be careful. That sounds racist, Montenegro. And uh want to oh, say, Lord. speaking of racism, how how Obama called out Tim Scott and Nikki Haley, that they're not, um, you know, acknowledging it, which isn't true. But my main point is that he's really the racist, which goes all towards black, his policies, which goes along with what you're saying. In the, in name the, one thing for, can you name one thing Obama did for the betterment of, of first of all, I just don't want to single out a, a, a black America. Let's start first with America. Let, name one thing that Obama did that benefited the American people as a whole, that we could all agree, yeah, this was great. This was what the benefit was to America. Name one thing. 
the Ferguson effect where the police stopped patrolling as much in black neighborhoods. So crime went up um, being sarcastic, but a serious thing that he did. He um, reformed prison, the second chance act, which helped African-American young. No, that was Trump. He funded black colleges, $50 billion in one shot. No, that was no, Trump. no, that was Trump. <laughs> the uh, platinum plan startup money, 50 billion for African-American small businesses. That was Trump. But Obama, I just want to say his policies over What the years, did he do? One thing, I still want to know, one thing that he did that benefited all Americans. What did he do? You could keep your health care and your doctor if you like it. That no, was a I, lie. I, I, health care <laughs> went up. Health care, every promise he made in Obamacare turned out not to be true. Now, I'm going to use the occasion of your call, and Andrew, you're right. He attacked Tim Scott, and he attacked Nikki Haley. And the thing that I don't understand about Obama is you had eight years. You were elected twice. And he's going on and on now how either Tim Scott nor Nikki Republicans don't do anything to stop the systematic racism. What did you do, Barack? What did you do? You had eight years. What did you do? And to the degree that systematic racism exists, it exists in Democrat cities. By Democrats, what did you do to stop it? I'll tell you that one of the first things, and I will never forget this, one of Obama's first acts as president was to go into Washington, D.C., where there was a program that Republicans had started to allow parents vouchers to send their children to the same high-end schools that the elite send their kids. One of the first things Obama did was stop it and, and get it out at the behest, of course, of the teachers' union. Now, what was the real-world significance of that? Obama's daughters at the time went to the best schools that money could buy when they were in school. Yet Obama stopped black kids, minority kids, of, who were impoverished from sitting next to his daughters in those elite schools. It's okay for me and Michelle to send our school, our kids, to the best school but you Negroes out there who don't make enough money, who are not in our class, it is not okay for you to send your riffraff little kids to the same school that me and Michelle are sending our kids to. We don't want to be associated with y'all. That's the message. We, your kids don't deserve the same kind of good education that me and Michelle's kids have. Y'all don't need to be anywhere near no Sidwell friends and like that. No, keep your kids in the ghetto where they belong. What Joe Biden called the jungle schools. Keep your kids in them jungle schools and don't send them. Don't you dare try to send your kids to the same great schools that Michelle and I are going to send our kids. Little Sasha, don't be need to sit next to none of your ghetto riffraff. So you talk about real world things. That was one of his first acts as president to make sure that poor kids didn't have the chance 
to sit next to his rich kids in some of the richest D.C. area schools where the elite of both parties send their children to get educated. So don't tell me, Obama, don't lecture Tim Scott, and don't lecture Nikki Haley on systematic racism. Go look in the mirror and lecture yourself on what systematic racism is. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley. Rush Hour. We're coming back. More of your calls coming up. Don't go away. This is The Rush Hour with Bose Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. A Canuck, an amazing musician. A few musicians in the house have not listened to the album that this came from. The Brother to Brother album. I suggest you listen to it for the musicianship. He has always been an incredible musician and artist. Gino Vanelli celebrates a birthday today. You know who else has a birthday today? Eddie Levert from the OJs has a birthday today. And again, another one of my favorite groups. The Philadelphia Sound. Kenny Gamble, Leon Huff. The Mighty Three when you add Tom Bell. And there's another heavenly birthday, well, not heavenly. There's another birthday today, too. Lamont Dozier from Holland, Dozier, and Holland. Songwriters, some of the most iconic hits of our lives, including this one from the Supremes. Let's get back to the telephones. Oh, before I do, um, you know who I, I've had the, the the look. I know the feelings about Mike Pence in the in the uh, in the base, and I'm going to tell you something, and I'm going to say it, and I say it proudly. I love Mike Pence. How can you say that? I love Donald Trump. I love Ron DeSantis. I love Nikki Haley. I'm not going to be one of these guys that bashes Republicans. Democrats do that all the time. But I had the greatest text uh, exchange back and forth this afternoon with Vice President Pence. He has always been very, very kind to me. And he will be coming on the program soon. Every single candidate, and I want both parties, and I'm going to treat them with respect. I'm not trying to do the whole gotcha thing. I'll leave that to others. I'm not interested in all that negative stuff and trying to make headlines by being negative with people. They're running for the highest office. I want them to tell you why. I want them to tell you what they would do. I'm not interested in trying to smash them down for anything or to be mean or to try to make a name for myself. 
That's not who I am. I want them to come on and tell us why they're running. And that's it. And then you make up your own minds. You all are intelligent. You know, and you know why and why you don't want to deal. Even Chris Christie. Chris Christie comes on the program. I know many, how you, how many of you feel about Chris Christie. I'm not going to start making bridge jokes and do stuff like that. I'm just going to ask, what does he want to do as president? That's all. So that's what you can expect in coming days from me and as, as this campaign unfolds. Okay, let's head back to the telephones, and let's go to uh, George in the Bronx. George, well, we're in Rockland. Let's stay in Rockland. George in Rockland. George in the Bronx, you'll be up next. George in Rockland, how are you? I'm okay. Thanks for taking my call. So what did Obama did? Okay, so before his presidency ends, he increased the pension that presidents are getting. Were you aware of it? I don't even remember whether I was aware of it. Doesn't matter. I mean, nothing's going to stop Democrats from spending money on themselves. That's what they do. Okay. I just felt but, uh, something to mention. That something well, I'm glad you mentioned it. I am very happy that you remembered it and that you mentioned it to us. I appreciate it. He and Michelle scored like bandits after they Remember that multi-gazillion dollar Netflix deal and then some of the other deals? These people are filthy rich. And they always talk about the rich don't pay their fair share. Anyway, now, George in the Bronx, thank you for waiting. How are you doing, George? Oh, I guess it must be Tom's River. Is it George and Tom's River? I guess it's George and Tom's River. How are you? Oh, that's me, yes. No, I thank you very much, sir. I called uh, regarding your behavioral uh, health disability. Yes. Um, and I said, the, I told the call through, you know, that the word disability is the key word, and you have to focus on that. A disability is obviously something that one cannot help or has no control over. So what they're mm-hmm. trying to do is they're trying to make people's behaviors something that they have no control over. And we were always taught differently that you better control your behavior or you're going to be staying after school. So that's, right. I think they're, trying, they're doing what Isaiah said they would do. They're turning right into wrong and wrong into right. And the See, this is why I was, uh, this is why, and I wasn't, and I wasn't trying to be funny. When I read the, the description of this, I questioned what the phrase meant, because to me the phrase didn't make sense. If you're talking about a behavior, how can a behavior be disabling if, if you can learn a behavior? And it, so I didn't get the connection there. And I thought that maybe what they were trying to get at is, is that these people who are abusive to police officers, who are abusive to other people, and they're trying to just say they have no responsibility toward their own behavior, which is what you're saying, George. So thank you. I appreciate it. Let's go to Jeff in Queens. Jeff, thank you for waiting. How are you? I'm well, uh, sir. Um, Bo, your intro, um, with uh, Bob Dylan couldn't have been a better intro to what I wanted to to speak. Okay. What happened? He just, his line dropped. We're here tomorrow, 7 a.m. for Bo Snerdley's Rush Hour. He was going to talk about blood, sweat, and tears. And I wanted to hear about blood, sweat, and tears. I love blood, sweat, and tears. Spinning wheel, you made me so very happy. Which, by the way, if I'm not mistaken, I think 
maybe Barry Gordy had something to do with that. So I'm trying to remember. There's something in my brain tingling that says Gordy had something to do with that song. Anyway, maybe he'll call tomorrow for the, our Saturday morning radio extravaganza, which starts at 7 a.m. And we're grateful and glad that many of you come back on Saturday morning, set your time, your alarms, so the WABC pops up when you wake up early in the morning. Elizabeth in New York, thank you for waiting. How are you, Elizabeth? Hello, I'm fine. James, I want to call you James because that's what Donald called you. So okay. When you spoke with him. Um, oh, yes. First of all, just referring to the song, um, I wanted to tell you if you ever lose your day job, you should become a DJ. You play the best music ever. So I was thinking even when you go on the cruise, maybe you could, you know, play DJ at night. I, Ooh, just, that started would be listening, fun. I just started listening to you recently. And I want to say I've never laughed so hard. And but over things that aren't funny, but you bring out points that other people don't bring out. For example, when those white police officers um, hurt that black uh, man, it was a, it was four or five months ago. You kept saying, well, they must have been, um, oh, no, they were black police officers. Yeah, they must have been white. And your person at the talk, she said, no. And you're like, oh, come on. You have to look that up. You're wrong. They have to be white, you know, or they wouldn't have injured this black man. And then I realized you were being facetious, uh, making a point. You know what I mean? Right. Yes. And then I looked up facetious because. There's a difference between sarcasm and what you do. Sarcasm can be mean and 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 funny. You're facetious, which is not mean, but it makes a strong point. And to me, it's hysterically funny. So I was just thrilled that I found a radio station. I got a different car, and this radio station was on my car. I had never heard of you guys before, so I started listening to it. And I feel very blessed that I have want to tell you that and the, my favorite thing is when you end when you say god willing because that is so true it is god willing that we'll see you or listen to you tomorrow wow 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 you have made my day you really have especially understanding that when i attempt humor i'm also attempting never to be mean to anyone i don't believe in being mean to people and I really do try to watch what I say so that it's not personal. And so that people can walk away, understand the point, but say, okay, that's not mean-spirited. So, on that happy note, and I am so happy that you found this radio station, happy you found my show, Elizabeth. You made my day. Thank you. May God bless and protect each and every single one of you and your families and your loved ones. God willing, God willing, I'll be here in the morning, 7 a.m., for our Saturday morning extravaganza. And God willing, you'll be here with me too. We'll see you then. Bye. <laughs>